0: You know, we all have the best intentions. We always have the direction that we plan to go. The five-year plan, let's say. The five-year plan. I had my five-year plan. Not really. I was going to be a disc jockey. Be a success. That was about it. Then I got pregnant. Then I got married. Then I had a whole new plan. And then that plan got rudely interrupted. And when I woke up, I, was crying. I wasn't real happy. I was all bummed out. I was depressed because, again, worried about money, dreading physical therapy, knowing that I've got more fascial remodeling and I just need it hurried over and done with. And... Wondering if I'm just striving for something that's just not possible. I don't know. But I woke up crying because my son's learning how to drive. He's gonna be going away to college. Are we ever gonna have the house paid off? I have to buy these tennis shoes that are over a hundred dollars. Then I have to have orthotics to boot. They don't have to drive to physical therapy. That puts more mileage on my vehicle. That's over an hour out of my day just in driving to get there. My five-year plan is non-existent. I don't have the ability to work and change it financially because I can't get out and work. I can't. I can't even make sure that every day I'm going to be able to get up and go to the appointments that I have to. Really looking at canceling some physical therapy because I just don't know how necessary it is. I'm bound and determined, but I'm wondering how much bound and determination is setting me back. At what point is it just, this is as good as it's going to get, and I don't want it to be. Then... You know how I wanted to do this? I wanted to make a difference. I'd love to have the foundation. There's just so many things that I would love to do. I've had people discuss their plan of what they're doing for like their nonprofit and everything. And then when they got to the end of discussing their nonprofit to me, I realized that it was all just on paper and I thought good intentions but how close is it to being done it just seems like such a dream it seems like a great plan but when you barely have your body able to function what rights do you have trying to help other people and do something That just seems so far-fetched. And I mention all this because you don't know, like, all the back stuff. But I tell you, you know, people contact me and they'll bring things up. And they'll, you know, mention that they have the ability to help me breathe better. They have the ability. And I'm still working on that. Like, I'm waiting to see. Because I was like, wow, I had a pretty good day yesterday. I mean, I I got up, you know, yes, I was able to sit up and do things. But it was funny because Jennifer said, I didn't realize you hadn't been in your living room up and sitting for two and a half years. My best friend. She said, I thought, you know, you had good days. I didn't realize on your good days that you weren't getting up and being able to be in the living room, I'm like, no. (laughs) On my good days, that means I can get up and go in there and hopefully fix my son something to eat, something for my husband, probably not even that. But I'm able to get up and take him someplace. And when I'm done, I have to pretty much get right back in the bed because I can't sit up for too long. And when I was sitting up, And my husband and I were watching football and realizing how much pain I'm in. And I'm like, why is it getting so bad? I had heat on my left butt cheek. I had ice on my neck. Then I had an ice pack on the top of my head because my jaw was starting to hurt so bad. My neck was starting to hurt so bad. And my husband said, Christy, at some point, the ice packs just don't work. I was like, (laughs) in my head, I'm going to fix this. So just let me do what I need to do. So I got in with these this group of women and I'm listening to them talk and they're talking about a foundation and I think this sounds super great. And I'm listening and I'm you know, messaging back and forth, listening to them going, wow, you know, these women have had some serious health issues and uh, it seems like they're wanting to make a difference as well. And then they're talking about foundation with me. And then I'm thinking, okay, I've been around the people that have offered me the programs that are going to help me. And again, back to my breathing, because I sat there and I was watching football and stuff and with ice packs and heat packs, I was like, my breathing seems to be fine. And now as I talk to you, I start to realize that no, my breathing's not. I still have an off issue. I just wasn't talking. I made it a point to not really talk that much so I could sit there and be with my family and watch TV. And sitting straight up and down is just not something I can do for any length of time. So then I scooted down and I bent my knees up and had them all nice and bent watching television, kind of on my back thinking, that's my problem, my neck, my neck. I've got to keep it, you know, relaxed and and not stressed. And then when I got up after we watched one television show and stretched my legs out for some reason, Lying on my back and bending my knees, because remember, I lie flat on my back. I don't move at all. I sleep on my back. I mean, Emma can be in my lap for five to six hours at a time, and I haven't moved a lick. If my knees are bent and they're up in the air, but my feet are On the bed, or that little bit, when I straighten my legs out, it feels like my kneecaps are gone. When I stand my leg out, it's like I've got my foot, my shin, nothing in the middle, and then my thigh. It feels like there's like air. It feels like my kneecap is floating until. I keep my legs straight for a length of time, and it's painful and it's scary. It feels really weird it feels really weird <laughs> it really, really does, so I can't do that now, and I just wanted to sit there and bend up and get myself in the fetal position and just curve over and get warm because with this six foot one body, it doesn't matter when I'm lying down flat for some reason. my feet get so cold. But then I'm sweating and dripping sweat on my chest, and I have to keep changing shirts throughout the night. But my feet are freezing. It just doesn't make any sense. So again, back to all the people that contact me, you know, like, oh, I can help you. And then, oh, by the way, it's $5 a month, or it's $7,500, but I can help you. Or it's... $3,000 value for $297. It just, I have this aversion to people that contact me and then offer support because there is always, oh yeah. So I have a woman that I'm talking with now, and I don't mention names until after, you know, they are okay with me mentioning their name. And I apologize if I've mentioned your name and I didn't ask you first. It's not like, you know, <laughs> I'm not really discussing our private conversations. But still, I like to respect your privacy when you send me messages. But this woman is going through the a very similar thing as me with the breathing, with the voice. And she, like me, is desperate to get answers. And... I'm with her. I completely understand. And I told her, you know, these are my voice exercises. These are what I'll do, what I'm supposed to do. I said, but it's not working for me at the moment. And then come to find out she has a breather as well. And I think that's pretty darn exciting. So I told her, I said, something has come about, and I have run across a person and I'll get to this, that has offered me help, and I'm not giving out their information and stuff yet, because for one, I don't really have it. But I first of all need to try it before I can recommend it. I said, but I'm supposed to meet with them on Thursday, and I'll let you know, and I'll give you all the information I have. I won't leave you hanging. And she sent me back a message saying, and this was very sweet, that I was the nicest person she had met online. And I'm like, well, you really don't know me yet, but cool. <laughs> Thank you. And I said, I just know what it's like to have somebody contact you and or, or you contact them or, or, or whatever, and then to be left hanging because they never get back to you or... They want to help you, and just as they're ready to give you the key to the castle, there's that little fee, and you feel like that person, there goes my voice, that was coming to help you. It was just all part of their sales program, and I just despise that. So I get in with this group of women, and they're messaging me, and my goodness, the messages, I mean, they're just out there. But I'm thinking maybe I'm out there and that's okay. So I'm listening to the messages and then, I mean, they're just out there. They really, really are. And it's a thread of like three or four women and I don't know how you're keeping up. I don't know who's who. I'm just like, okay, sounds great. woohoo, <laughs> You know, and... They bring up a foundation. And I'm like, oh, no, that's all really good. And then they talk about that they have the wherewithal and the means and all of that. And I had the podcast, and I'm just kind of sitting back in the messages going, okay, this is cool, yeah. And then I get the message, have I heard of this person? Well, actually, this author thing. So I immediately look it up. And it's got negative review after negative review after negative review. And so I read about it. And it's this program where you go and you learn to write a book for nine weeks and tell your story. And that's the thing they've been telling me, oh, we're writing a book, you know, telling my story and this, that, and the other, doing it in a book. So just as they're talking to me about a foundation, this, that, and the other, It comes in. Have I known? Do I know anything about this person? Well, I'm the kind of person, if you ask me, Do you know about author school or whatever it's called, rather than me saying no, and if you're not in front of me, I'm going to investigate and look it up before I respond. So I did so. And as I'm looking it up, I read about what it is. And then I come across a piece of or a, a piece of paper, an article on the internet, like author school, is it legit or is it a scam? I went, okay, got to read it. So I'm reading it. And I'm going down the rabbit hole of learning about this author school thing where you learn to write for like nine weeks or whatever, taught by this Dr. Angela, whatever. And she's on the East Coast. They met it. all of a sudden, she's on the East Coast, just like me. And they're like, isn't this incredible? that she's in Virginia, just like you. So I'm reading, and she's got like a castle with a turret and a swimming pool, and she's in the D.C. area. And she teaches you how to write. But she's got all these things that pop up on Facebook that talk about how if you have to have a business and you have to be wanting to make a difference, and she will take you on to help you write a book. Well, then I read a little bit deeper, and then you have to apply. Now, she only accepts a few people, and you have to really be wanting to make a difference in order for her to work with you, and it'll be very small groups of people, but she'll work with you. And then there was the $15,000 entry fee. You have to do an application. And if you're lucky enough to be chosen by this application to work with this Dr. Angela or whatever in the author's school, and that's not the name, but it's author something, you can tell I, I, I cared a lot. And then once you get in, you get to work with her to write your book in nine weeks. Well, it doesn't, and you have to have a business too. You have to have a business. And I foot the bill because, well, my husband has a business and everything lined up that all of a sudden I was perfect for this program. And did I mention, I know I did, the $15,000 fee for the nine-week course? Well, I'm going through and reading the one stars, and they were only one stars because the people couldn't put zero stars. And when the person would complain, the response would be from the company, we've never had dealings with this person he not be in our program. And I thought, oh, my goodness, these people are teaching people how to write. And then I go down and I read the next review, and it's an actual article. The person actually wrote an article, went into great detail. So, of course, I had to read it. And it's talking about how they got into the program, and they were told that they were going to... uh, make a success of themselves by writing this book with this Dr. Angela that she had taken homeless people that were so desperate to get their message out, but were homeless, told them it didn't matter how you got the money. If you had borrowed off credit cards, if you had to refinance your house, if you had to do get a home equity line, whatever you had to do, you needed to do this so you could write your book and tell your story. Now, remember the woman that contacted me and I had to buy 15 of the books that I was going to be in at $15 each and give away my likeness and my rights to my story so I could be in her book. This is not the same person. There's more out there. But again, I don't know if this is legit or a scam. So as I'm reading even deeper and deeper and deeper, into this article that's just a review and it's nicely written it's even proofread better than than their online comments the person goes on to state so she helps you write your book but then nobody proofreads it nobody helps you market it i was left to do it my own which was okay because I got to read my book firsthand and found out it was pretty good. This was the person who wrote the article in the review. And then every time they get to a certain point, the people would ask for more money. She said she has a castle. It's kind of like, you know, Scientology had their own building, and now I'm getting even a little bit more scared which is fine if you're in Scientology, that's great. Everything has its purpose. I mean, John Travolta and Tom Cruise, he to be doing really, really well. And then it gets to the point that the woman was like, I couldn't get anybody to respond to me and it's the only online help. And everything's through Zoom calls. So she said I had to go on the Facebook group in order to make my plea that nobody would help me. Just like I had to do with Hypermobility 101 because I couldn't get anybody to respond to me. My $3,000 value with Kate Skinner for $197, nobody would respond to me. So I had to go on and make a negative, you know, make a, a, a comment in the Facebook group before they finally responded. They did offer to give my money back, but yeah, I'm starting to mumble my words here. But they started to give because I'm cold. I'm starting to get cold, and then my body starts spasming. But they offered to give me give me my money back, but that was just to shut me up. But it didn't offer me any more help. My other friend spent all this money too, and she never got any help. But she still sings praises of them because they put out little Facebook posts. I don't. Agree. So then this woman just goes on to tell you that they make you feel like you're special, but they have a lot of people in their program, and they've got over 5,000 positive reviews on their website, but they brag about only having 2,000 authors. Again, you have to have a niche market. And you've got to have a desire to want to help people have a business Oh, yeah, that's that $15,000 entry fee. Then they offer the way for you to get more support. That's by giving your book for free. And this one woman that was going to come on the program that I think I offended. (laughs) So sorry. I'm sorry, I just, if you if you take yourself so daggone seriously and you can't have a little bit of fun, hey, more power to you, that's just not me. But I was like, she's giving away her book for free. It's not about making money. And I'm thinking, okay, these are people that already have money. Because those that aren't worried about making money already have money. I'm sorry. If you're different, message me. Because I just don't see it. Now, my friend, Allie, she put out three books. She was in the middle of helping me write my story. I wasn't trying to. She just sent me my story already. And it was just listening to me talk. She put together a really nice little uh, ditty about me. I thought, okay, that's kind of nice. I didn't know (laughs) I had done so much. And I thought, that's kind of neat. Thank you. But she did it. And she did it through Amazon. And she did it. For like on the cheap. Um, I think it was almost for free. Pretty much. There was no price. That she was charged. I think you do it through Amazon. Or something like that. But it was just writing it. And then you edit it. And put it in. And then you sell your book. I'm starting to find out these people that are offering these free books that have gone through this Dr. Angela program, they don't tell you about the thousands of dollars they spent. And so now that I've read about this woman and her author school and everything, I go back into the message program. Well, yes, I have heard about this woman. And then the message comes back, well, you know, I've been telling my story, you know, There was 1,500 people, and I didn't have the heart to say anything. There's 1,500 people that put an application in and come to find out there was over 2,000 that month, and I was one of 25 selected. And I was telling my story, but then something happened, and I had to have a surgery because of my illness, and they were kind enough to put back my my date, because the nine weeks went to six months, but she didn't meet her six-month date, and now that she's back up and telling her story, she's because she's recovered from surgery, she's back up and doing it, and her story would be coming out, and I just kept skirting around everything, because... This is where it's like, okay, since you're trying to do something, I'm waiting for the, and you like the Dr. Angela thing, too. Because when I didn't respond about money or anything, I just said, oh, that's great that you were selected out of 1,500, no, not 1,500, 2,000 people. tell your story and the fact that they're so wonderful and they live in a castle and they've got a turret and they're so great I hope that everything works out well for you I think that's just great and then I dropped out of the messages and then I get another message a little bit later Saying, well, I've already got my paperwork ready for the foundation. And again, more power to you. My foundation, just like still trying to get the CPT training, I've paid for it. That was a fight. I had to do it monthly. I feel stupid for even attempting to try to do it when I could barely get myself in and out of the kitchen and the bathroom on my own. What business do I have trying to be a CPT? But I'm trying to learn so I can help my body. And maybe I can help others. But it's starting to seem like a pipe dream. Just like my five-year dream. That is truly just a dream. So then, I get a message about We're really good to go on our end. We've got the West Coast. You've got the East Coast. What do you think about that? You can do this. And I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's where it's going to come in that I can be a part of their endeavor, but now the money. And I'm thinking, why is it when somebody contacts me and it seems like it's going to be a nice little chat it turns into how much it's going to cost me and I don't like that I have a very strong aversion to that so I'm just kind of politely backing out and I'm actually just still enjoying the messages because (laughs) like I said they're out there but every time somebody contacts me And they're talking about that. Now, if if they are lying on their back, they have four children. They just came out of back surgery. They were in a coma. They had septic or whatever it is and all this other stuff. And they're able to write a book and put it out and tell their story and then start a foundation. That's impressive. They shall do so with my good wishes, not my husband's hard-earned money. And then in the midst of all this, I have someone contact me asking me if they can get me in touch with this EDS PT that specializes and has written articles about the throat, pharynx, swallowing, and EDS and losing your voice. And I said, sure, why not? I'm on a roll this weekend. So they contact me, and they start asking me questions. Well, come to find out, they've seen my videos online. Now, remember, I'm really just trying to do things where I can help people, where I'm not charging you money to try to help make you better. Again, if I come out with a pop socket like my husband did, which was really super cool, or like a T-shirt or something fun like that with a little cute little AWOL zebra, ooh, let's do it. But I'm not offering you the lifeline to health and rejuvenation because, like I said, I can't even sit up for any length of time. I'm doing the best I can just just to get from one area to the next. So the woman messages me, and we're having a little chat back and forth, and it goes back into... Have you ever had a whiplash situation? I'm like, well, that's when I fell on my face when I was five. Could that have anything to do with it? Because, see, they watched my videos. And like I said, I put the videos out there to, like, share my story or whatever and to try to get listeners for the podcast. That's my intention. I've told you that from the very beginning. I need followers on Spotify. That's the only way I have any chance of getting up in the search engine things like that, but I'm not charging you for it. Well, by the time we're done, come to find out this woman is too in Virginia. About three or four hours away from me, but she's in Virginia. And she asked if she could meet with me. Now, no money has been asked. That's the dryer. No money has been asked to change hands. But she said, could we get on a Zoom call and could you have somebody there that can help me do tests? And I'm like, well, I've got a PT, and I've got, you know, I, I what kind of tests are we talking about? She goes, they don't have to have any knowledge. And I'm like, well, then that's perfect. My husband has no knowledge. <laughs> and she says, when would be good for you? And I said, well, he works seven days a week, but we could try to make something work. My husband's like, Christy, if somebody is trying to help you Go ahead and do it, and and you see, I didn't even have the energy to do the call, because I was crying, I was all upset still, about my five year plan was non-existent. I'm putting money out left and right, just trying to get better, and that's with legitimate people like the PTs and stuff, and the fasciologists that insurance doesn't cover, the tennis shoes. There will be a tax deduction because the doctor told me to get these tennis shoes. The PT told me to get these tennis shoes. And I did go to H&R Block Tax School. And I do know that if I have a prescription for a certain pair of tennis shoes and a receipt, it is a tax deduction. Make sure that when you're my pen pal and I'm in tax jail that we become lifelong friends. Did you know that Linda Blair dated Rick James for two years, and that when she got pregnant by him, she went and had an abortion and told him after, and he wrote the song Cold-Blooded about her. This comes up because my husband and I were watching football, and that new Exorcist commercial came on, and He said, that was Linda Blair. I said, no, it wasn't. It was Ellen Bernstein. And I said, I'm sure she's going to be reprising her role, but there's nothing about Linda Blair being in the trailer. Although there's rumors that she's in the movie, possibly, but I know she was a technical advisor because she had a lot to do with it because in the filming of the original 1973 Exorcist, she fractured her back because she was stuck in a harness in the bed. And during that scene, I guess, where the bed's jumping, she breaks her back, fractures her back. And she it put her in chronic pain for years. I wonder how she did it. How did she get off the pain pills? How did she start living life again? Evidently, she had Rick James. So then my husband said, yes, I know that she did Rick James. It's because you mentioned it every time we talk about Linda Blair, and I don't think I would have known it had you not told me this, but yes, I do know the story. Thank you very much. Little things you have to know when you're a disc jockey, because seven seconds is a long time when you have nothing to say. So again, I don't know if this woman in Virginia is going to charge me what kind of money to do a video call with me on Thursday. And my voice seems to be a little bit better. Now, I start to get in pain, but I'm lying down at the moment. My legs are straight. They're not sweating, mama. That's Sissy and Urban Cowboy. But... She's willing to give me some hope. And my husband, even though I wasn't ready to message, my friend told me, she says, Christy, if you're not able to message and talk on the phone, she goes, just tell her you appreciate her knowledge, but do it on another day. And I was like, I appreciate that, but I'm going to see this through because this woman seems very knowledgeable on EDS and vocal situations, and I need all the help I can get. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to chat with somebody online later that's a speech therapist. Because I can tell I have a problem getting my breath and talking. Talking and standing. It's just like my friend Jennifer, which I knew she was going to do. We got an email from the school. When you go in to pick your child up from school, you have to get into a car line. Well, it drives her nuts because she gets there at like one fifteen every afternoon for a 2 o'clock pickup so she can be at the front of the line to get her child and then drive single file out the car line. Well, a lot of parents cut through and go through the parking lot and will sit there and pick their kid up and then cut into the car line. So it drives her nuts. Well, mysteriously now, all of a sudden, they're now gonna block the parking lot off. Well, you see, I can't sit for 45 minutes in the car line and then pick my child up, drive him home, and then feed my child. I can't sit very well at all. Like she and I will go out to lunch for a couple of hours and that takes up, that's everything. I'm done. I'm sitting there in pain. It's a miserable existence. I can't really sit there and then expect to do anything for the rest of the day. But she was so happy, sent me a text message that now they're going to be blocking the parking lot. So parents have to now go through the car line she's so happy i'm like yeah it's just gonna make the line out longer i said but i don't park in the parking lot and pick up my son i said i drive through the parking lot because there's always about four to five lines or four to five spots that people don't take up in the front of the car line for whatever reason and i can't park in the handicap spots because of parents that are blocking the spots because they're parking in the parking lot in between the vehicles waiting to get their child to drive out and cut into the car line. This might not make much sense to you because you're not in my head and you don't see the car line pick up every day. <laughs> the bottom line is my friend Jennifer, my best friend Jennifer that didn't know that I couldn't sit in my living room on the couch for the past two and a half years. And is excited because she now doesn't have to worry about the parents cutting in to the car line. Now, I'm not one of those parents. I drive through the parking lot and I get into the car line. I'm just about 10 lengths ahead of her because there's four to five people that are left open with. uh, They just need to drive up a little bit further and she'd be further up in the car line. And I'd come in and not have that spot to take. But, you see, I can't cut through the parking lot now to get in to the car line. And I can't park in the parking lot. And now I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in and get into a handicapped spot so I can pick up my child. So she's real happy because the parents are vicious when they cut into the car line. I mean, because I'm part of the car line when I get in. I'm just closer to the front because, again... They could be, too, if they just went into that spot. But she's happy, but not happy that it cuts me out of being able to pick up my child. I can either pick him up early or make him wait 15 to 20 minutes after everybody else is gone to pick him up so I don't have to wait in the line so I can then take care of him. No, what's going to happen is if they block me out of being able to get into a parking space, a handicap spot to get my child, then I'm just going to drive into the school and pick up my child ten to, you know, five to ten minutes early. I'm just going to go right into the office, get a little spot, walk in, get my child every day on day because they've made it to where I don't have a parking spot. That's something that people with this illness don't think about. You're my best friend, and you don't realize something so simple has now disrupted my day. That was something that took up hours of conversation, my husband and I, saying, what am I going to do? I'm like, I'll figure it out. I did it the last school. I'll do it again. I can't wait in the line. I can't sit there and put my foot on the pedal and wait for 45 minutes. I can't do it. And then drive up, and and I just can't do it. So I need to get in and get to a parking space. And now they've cut me out of that parking space. So now I've got to come up with another remedy. But it's just something else that happens in the world of having this illness that people that don't have this illness don't realize. And they don't mean to be mean about it but it's just something else that's an interruption to an already hard existence. Just like my five-year plan. Just like when I exert the energy, exude the energy, whatever it is, and chat with people to then find out there's that fee and this fifteen thousand dollar fee that they don't know that I know about is not coming from me. And if I learn anything from this woman that I'm meeting with on Thursday, because she even came back, I said, "Oh, my husband happens to be off on Thursday for a doctor's appointment," and she's like, "Could you do a Zoom call at three thirty, the two of you?" I'm like, "Sure." No money's been asked to change hands, but I'm willing to pay. But she offered me help free messaging me. She's a specialist about EDS and the voice and about the neck. And after watching my videos, it was like, you should have seen all the things that were said about my videos about these two people. And I'm grateful because you know, I need it. It's like, uh, no offense, but if you had Botox, because you have no facial (laughs) expressions, I'm like, nope, no Botox, not in my face, in my armpits, because I have hyperhidrosis, and getting Botox in the underarms when my insurance covered it was supposed to help it, and it did, and when it stopped working after six months, you could tell it, that was a godsend. That was really nice because it stopped the sweating altogether. They say they do it for migraines too, but in your armpits. And I don't think that would affect my facial expressions or lack thereof. But then they watched my neck and how stiff it was, and this, that, and the other. And it—it it was, you know, you gotta take the good with the bad when you put these things out there. And and that's what I I do. I'm cool with it. But they were critiquing, being helpful, saying that. They think me falling on my face at the age of five did something to my neck, which has caused me problems, which is messing with my voice. Now, I'm able to sit here and chat with you for over 40 minutes because I'm lying on my back. I've still had some issues with my breath, but I'm keeping my neck in just the right position. There's no gravity on my neck at this point where I'm standing up and I'm fighting it. I'm not sitting up because for some reason, sitting up, I start to get horrible pain on my left side. And I know it's kind of like in my diaphragm. I feel like it's my tailbone, but I think it's my neck compressing down. So I'm trying real hard to keep my neck up, but then it does something to my midsection. It just causes terrible pain, it causes terrible pain. But we'll see how this goes. And you know, I'm going to share it with you. I always do. This was supposed to be a quick chat, and I just started going on and on and on. But when you've got information like Linda Blair and Rick James, I mean, you have to share. But I'm excited because my breather should be in soon. I paid an extra $9.15 to get it here early, (laughs) at least for September 26, as opposed to September 20. It's like this. We can give it to you September 29th. To October seventh for free, or for nine dollars and fifteen cents, we can get it to you by September twenty-sixth to September twenty-ninth. And I felt like a fool, but my husband can hear that I can hardly breathe because I'm standing up talking to him mostly. When I'm well, he's trying to, and he's like, "I don't care what it costs, get the damn thing here." So this woman that's messaging me and has having the same problems with her voice maybe not the same reasons but she too has now had a whiplash incident, come to find out but she didn't think about the whiplash until I brought it up to her because this woman brought it up to me but it was all done for free I have this aversion to it I don't like people being nice to me and telling I like people being nice to me but I don't like somebody being nice to me and crying with me And telling me, I commiserate, I feel for you, we're going to do this together, we're going to make a difference, and then how do you want to pay, pisses me off. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting in this little message chain, because eh, what else do I have to do? That's kind of fun. Because nobody's talking about the thousands of dollars that they put out to be chosen for this select of a program. I hope it I hope it gets her money. I hope everything happens. But you see the podcast that I put out for free to me. <laughs> Told you that. Spotify for podcasters. There are no hidden agendas here. I hope, like, heck, I learned from this woman on Thursday. I hope she can help me figure out what is going on with my neck that messes up with my voice and my breathing, my swallowing, my ability to eat. I mean, it hurts to swallow. (laughs) I know, that's what she said. I couldn't stop myself, but it hurts to swallow. That's why I like applesauce is so good for me. Not ice cream so much because it's so cold, but applesauce. I can eat the loads out of applesauce because it hurts to swallow. And the fact that somebody was kind enough to watch my videos and see a tick in my neck and no facial expressions and, and nothing much nice to say, but that's okay. They haven't asked me for money yet. They've offered me a little bit of hope, a little bit of glimmer of hope. And I feel selfish because I, I do this because I want to help other people. I didn't expect somebody to come and offering me help, at least for free, at least just because out of kindliness. Christy, we see how your neck looks and we hear how you sound. I'd like to introduce you to this woman. Okay, we'll see how it goes, so I'll keep you posted. Stay tuned tomorrow. Got PT today. We'll find out how it goes. Christy Lynn Hanchy, AWOL Zebra. Sometimes that five-year plan has a detour. Thank you so much for being here. Have a lovely day.